hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on breathing and movement. Well, I'm a little late this week in the podcast. I thought I would, uh, you know, simmer on some things in the news, um, simmer on some things locally, nationally, internationally, and I decided, nope, we're going to wait till next week to cover the Ukraine, pandemic issues, what's going on with our school systems. I thought I would wait. There is so much going on right in front of us. And unfortunately, many of us are worried about, you know, who's wearing a mask, who's vaccinated with a vaccine that produces an antibody to a virus, glycoprotein, spike protein that doesn't exist anymore. Craziness, craziness, craziness. But anyway, I was going to cover the Canadian truckers, but now that Canada has become a police state for 30 days, yes, a police state, they've taken all civil rights away, if you're paying attention. And what blew my mind, it's a fascist state now, that, and I hate to use that hard term, but that's what that means, and for 30 days at least. And I'm blown away at the people that when, you know, orange man bad, the people who hate, hate it, the, you know, the last administration was saying it was a fascist, all this, they're okay with Canada, which blows my mind. It, they took away civil rights, and there's no marching in the streets in California or Berkeley. So I'm a little, little upset about that, you know, the hypocrisy, but I guess your morals, your ethics, and your philosophy only count if they're supporting your, you know, opinion to something that doesn't make sense. So uh, it's tough being a libertarian, I'm telling you, because both sides are just whacked. But what I wanted to talk about today is that it's never too late to start over. Now, you've heard this before. It's cliche. You can always start over. They're usually talking to people who've lost their businesses or been downsized or right-sized out of their employment. Um, Even some tragic things like deaths in the family, divorces, death of a spouse. And what amazes me is how people don't think They can start over at any time, no matter what's been thrown at them, that they can have the life of their dreams. Now, what's amazing is, you know, I'll have patients, clients, friends, colleagues talk to me and they'll be talking to me and they have a question. Well, I don't know how to start over. And it's simple. If you're living the life you are now and you're not happy with it, You have to stop doing the things you're doing now. You have to change your belief systems, your philosophies. You can't act like a triathlon athlete and become an Olympic weightlifter or a powerlifter or a bodybuilder or a shot putter. You can't be thinking, acting, training, eating like a shot putter if you want to be a long-distance swimmer. But yet, People continue to hold on to the same values, the same religions, the same spirituality, the same thought processes, the same daily behaviors and activities of daily living that got them to where they are today when they want something completely different. 
Now, of course, we've all heard the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And I do think it's insane when people come to me and they're like, I want this different life. I want all this magic to occur. And their life they're living now is not magical. The life they're living, hear me, is not magical. So they want something different and magical in their perception, of course. But they're doing the same damn things over and over and over again. They have the same belief systems. They have the same religion, the same spirituality. Fred, are you attacking spirituality? No, I'm not. And I'm not attacking religion. But if you have some of the same basic foundational beliefs and things aren't going the way you want it or you want something different, You have to turn around and challenge some of those, and you may have to tweak. You may have to alter and improve. Alter and improve some of those spiritualities, some of those feelings, some of those, you know, paradigms, how you think about things. It's amazing. I've been working with people for years, and recently I've been working with someone who's an athletic trainer for 15 years. And she thought she knew how to do this lift and that lift, and she thought she knew all about it. We brought her into a room of national and world champions, international powerlifting champions, and our team just focuses on form, and she couldn't even do anything correctly. Now, I would say for the average person learning how to lift weights, she was 90, 95% correct. But championships are won in that last five percent world records are set in that last five percent of form and discipline and philosophy and if you were that completely off in my terms you're not 100 percent, then you're off you're incorrect you don't have the whole picture some people are okay with 90 percent well that's great for a calculus test an english test in high school But it's not okay when it comes to the truth. The truth always has to be correct. The truth always has to be right. It can't be right 90% of the time. Then it isn't true. Unfortunately, the way we're trained now, if you watch the news, you know that government, the scientists can be wrong. Every time they say something, six months later, they're wrong, and people still trust them. We're not talking about the weather here. Talking about truths, scientific truths. So there's a little bit of the pandemic in there. But it also comes with your life. You have to understand that you can start at any time. And here's here's what I always tell people. All right, you're 50, you're 60, you're 70. Would you rather have five years doing exactly what you want to do with whom you want to do it with? Living a good life, happy every day, pinching yourself every day you get up, than to have another 10, 20 years being bored, being frustrated, being angry, having low self-confidence, low energy, because you're not living the life you know in your heart, in your soul that you want. Our recent uh, research report stated that for Americans, one-third are unhappy. Now, we're not talking just depression. 
that's in there, anxiety, that's in there, but one-third are unhappy with the life they live. And I think that was before the pandemic. I think it's over 50% now. It's the majority. They're unhappy with their lives. People are leaving health care as a profession, nurses, nursing assistants, physician assistants, physicians, doctors, dentists, chiropractors, podiatrists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists. People are leaving health care because of the pandemic because, one, they had to go to work when everyone sat around. They had to work under extreme conditions, and people were ungrateful, unkind, and would blame them for everything, malpractice suits and everything else that we have to put up with. Guess what? They're just saying, screw it, I'm out, I'm out. And now we're complaining we can't go in to get our knee fixed, our neck fixed. Things are wrong, why is it taking so long? Well, that's because you've created it as the customer by being a jerk. Now, I've never been a jerk to my healthcare professionals. Yeah, but the majority have. And you know those people and you should be, you know, helping them. Well, it's not my job to take care of other people's, you know, business and behaviors. Oh, yeah, it is. Because we're collective. We're not islands unto ourselves. But the pandemic has created that. So it's never too late to start over. Make your shift to a new life happen. The reason I'm really doing this podcast is I was uh, talking to a gentleman who was 50 years old and just really started lifting weights for the first time. And he's already, you know, in two, three, four months, has already picked up 10 pounds of solid muscle. Now, of course, he's doing the things with diet. He knows how to diet. He's a health coach and he knows those things. But he's never really looked at, you know, lifting weights and changing his physique realizing this earth suit you can control so guess what now he's picking up muscle and of course i told him wait a year before you buy clothes if you don't want to give them all away to the goodwill because you'll probably top out it another 10 20 pounds on the routines i give and that's pretty good the amazing thing is you can start at any time and this podcast is kind of a tribute to a good friend of mine who passed away years ago Frank Barrett. Frank Barrett. Frank was a steel worker. Southeast Baltimore, Bethlehem Steel, when it was still open, in Sparrows Point, Maryland. But he was like, oh, I want to say 61, 62. Rolls in to our weight room in the Dundalk Barbell Club, down in the Dundalk YMCA. Dundalk Center, they eventually called it. And he wanted to lift weights. Now, he had been lived a physical life his whole life, but he wanted to lift weights. Within one year, he was at the, the Masters Nationals winning titles, doing incredible lifts. I think he was a 181-er. I have to look him up, 198. Um, but more 181, 198. And amazing lifts for someone 62, 63, 64, 65. He wanted to start over and be a power lifter. His wife had passed away a few years before he started lifting weights, and he ended up dating and getting remarried. Lived a great life. His last 10 years of lifting weights, living his life the way he wanted to, 
was amazing. And we were out at a restaurant one time before a powerlifting meet. I'm just the teenage kid hanging up, hanging around. Um, by then, I think I was winning championships. So, but you know, I always looked up to my elders. And Frank, you know, we're at like a Perkins or one of those breakfast places, Bob's Big Boy. And we're sitting down, and he's talking to me about life a little bit. And he looked at me and said, remember, Fred, you can always, always start over. You know, and th he had his wife with him, and they were laughing and holding hands like a bunch of teenagers, actually. And I'm like, I see that, Frank. And he goes, no, no, listen to me. No matter what life does to you, knocks you down, get up, dust yourself off, and live the life you want. And if you want to change, completely change. If that's what you want. Only human beings can do this. You can't have a Doberman Pinscher change who they are. And that was pretty interesting because I think he had a couple dogs. And he just said they just can't change their attitudes, their philosophies. And, of course, I was a young teenager. And I don't really think I took much of Frank's advice at the time in. Thank God I have a good memory and I remember it. Because as years went by, that little three, four-minute conversation over a Western omelet before a powerlifting meet started to take hold in me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Frank was giving me, like, huge life advice. And that's how he did. And, it, and if you're from the East Coast, you know what I mean? Life advice comes in little hits. It's not hours-long conversation like we do here in the upper Midwest. It's like little hits, and they're big golden nuggets, and you better get ready for them. Catch the, catch the Hail Mary pass. And he said you could start over. And I really mean, so, so how, do, how do we do that? Everyone says that, but how do you do that? First, number one, identify your source of unhappiness. I don't like school. I don't like this relationship. I don't like this business. I don't like my employment. I don't like how I look in the mirror. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I move. Is that really the source of your unhappiness? Your number one source of unhappiness. I don't like my parenting style. I, I don't like getting angry. I don't like how I feel in the morning. Whatever is the 100% source of your unhappiness. Now, we may think that, you know, that's easy to figure out. I hate my boss, but guess what? It may be, I hate working in this industry. You have to sit there and really get to the nitty gritty. So do the work. You're not gonna be able to do this in five minutes. Oh, I hate my boss. So what does that mean? Well, I don't like the industry. What does that mean? I seem forced into this industry out of high school, college. What does that mean? Well, I really never got to choose what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Okay, bang. You got to the source. So really dial out, ask yourself some open-ended questions, ask friends and family why they think you're unhappy, and try to get to the source of it. Find something that makes you upset and unhappy and really identify what it is. It's not your boss. It can't be your boss. It may be, why do I have to have a boss? Why can't I have my own business be self-employed? Number two, figure out the contrast. What would make you happy? What would it look like if you were self-employed and didn't have a boss? Because you hate your boss. Could you do the work? Could you put in the extra time? 
Would you be happy working 65, 70 hours a week, believe me, I know, versus 35 or 40 for someone else? You know, what's that lifestyle look like? Is that going to make you happier? Would the weight loss really make you happy or do you want to be more muscular or you need more love in your life? Don't say you don't like your body because you think that's why your significant other isn't attracted to you. Guess what? You can change that. Like you could still have a terrible sex life. You have to figure out what do you really want. Do you want more romance? Is that what you need? Get down to the nitty gritty because that's important. What does that contrast look like? And then third, isolate the things you can control and can influence. There's always things you can do. But a lot of things you may do be a waste of time if you can't control it. You can't control the feelings of other people. You can't control what's going on in a big industry. You're not that big yet. Maybe a small industry in your locality, but in a big industry, no. So please look at that and, and be honest. Focus only on the things you can change. Fourth, be clear about your own strengths and, and weaknesses. Know where your challenges are. If you're trying to, you know, become a marathon runner and that's your gift and you want to do that, but you weigh 400 pounds and have bad knees and feet, it ain't going to happen, folks. So know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Are you, can you communicate? Don't think you're going to, you know, all of a sudden become a great entrepreneur and be out there in the, in the environment when you can't speak in public well. Look at your strengths and weaknesses. Now, that may be you can turn a weakness into a strength. That's a possibility, but you have to look at that timeline too. So be clear about your strengths and weaknesses. Five, find a buddy, find a stakeholder, find a friend, find a coach. Find someone who can push you and keep you accountable for the changes you're looking for. And those changes can be completely philosophic, spiritual, religious, academic, intellectual, physical, find someone who can help you along the path and trust them. Find someone who's already there and done the things you want to do and trust them. Now that may be, and I always hear, well, just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're a good coach. Absolutely. But at least you'll get some feedback. Get some feedback and then find a good coach which may not be a good current player, but at least someone who's shown results with other people. And then choose criteria for making the shift. You have to have a benchmark. You have to have a number. I want to lose 50 pounds and bench press 200. Um, you know, I want to get into size one jeans. I want to be able to jog five miles a day. You know, find out what it is. I want to earn X amount of dollars by the end of the year. I want so many friends. I want a relationship that does X, Y, and Z. And really write that down. Fred, I should write down what kind of relationship. Yeah, you should. You'd be amazed at how the brain works. It's called thalamic filtering. Thalamus is a deep um, midbrain structure that filters all sensory and integrates uh, sensory information. You'd be amazed if you get your thalamus working correctly, your brain filters working, what you will find in your life. So write everything down, down to the detail. And then choose your path. 
choose which way you're going to go. Up, down, left, right, back to school. What do I have to do? And then, of course, the last one and the most important one is take action. Put one foot in front of the other for your change and you're going to fall. I'm, tr I'm telling you, since you've never done this before, you've never gone down this path, you will fall and you have to exit or you have to get back on the highway or you have to exit again. You have to get more coaching. It's going to take a long time because you've never been there before. Remember, you're trying to change who you are. You can't rely on your current philosophy, your current belief system, your current spirituality, your current physicality. Because it got you to where you are that makes you unhappy. There has to be some change. So you will make some mistakes. Get the coaches. Get the stakeholders. Get the friends and colleagues around you. And when you do that, take one foot in front of the other. And then ask for help. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. Ask for help. These are the basics. It's never too late to change. My buddy Frank, he's 60 years in his 60s, started powerlifting, winning Masters Nationals, remarried, living a whole different life than he lived before. I've started over many times and made big changes, big changes in who I was, what I believe. And you know what? It's all been for the better. And the good thing is, every time I look for improvement, for altering improvement who I am, it's always a step up. Stop whining, wake up, get off the couch, and start moving. And this has been another Fact Podcast.